In the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The theme of the second Sunday, the second week of the Holy 50 Days, is the Lord telling us, teaching us that He is the bread of life. We live basically by Him and in Him and through Him. So the sacrament of the Eucharist is the life of the church. The church is based on it. Without the presence of Christ on the altar, there is no church. And we understand the sacrament in many ways. It is the real presence of the Lord Christ himself. As he said, this is my body and this is my blood. This is the sacrament of the assembly, the sacrament of sanctification and piety. And it is also the sacrament of unity. So today we are going to talk about this and we focus on the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ, the bread of life, that is for us the sacrament of unity. So we'll talk about the new commandment, the pursuit of unity, and what is the fulfillment of it as Christ desired for, for his church. Christ told his disciples and us, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Where is the new commandment here? Loving one another is something known from the Old Testament. Actually, the commandment in the Old Testament is to love God above anyone else, and you love also your brother or your neighbor as you love yourself. Still, it is from the Old Testament. So how it is a new commandment that he gave to us? It's a new commandment when he added, you love as I have loved you. So this is a new kind of love. The world never heard about it. And no one ever dared to bring the people to this kind of understanding of what is love according to Christ means. It is not loving as people heard or as they learned it. It is loving as Christ lived. So he tells us, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Sometimes we think of ourselves that I'm a loving person. I love people around me. I have to be careful when I say this. Am I loving everyone? Or I just love those people who love me? Who do exactly what I'm expecting from them? Who are meeting my expectations? They are kind and nice. Basically, this family and maybe the closest friends. If I love people this way, actually I did not still meet what Christ was demanding from us. I'm loving those who love me. And this is a level that's even known by sinners and those people who never met with Christ or came to believe in Him. So what this kind of love look like, look like that can allow us, enable us to be in unity with one another? These are some of the examples. As I said, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and to pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. To bless those who curse, to love your enemies, to do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. This kind of command is the epic of the Christian teaching. This is the love as Christ understood it. We look at these kind of commandments and we admire them. We even brag that Christ, the author of our faith, taught us this. But when it comes to realization, how to live this, we feel like this is not for me, or at least not for me for now. Let me put this for a later time. 
But this is the love that he is requesting from us to be able to love one another. Love is, if it's only limited to emotions, this will never be attained. Love is a choice and a decision. And I will come again to how can we do this? How can we love someone who hates us? Another level of this kind of love that Christ taught us and he lived it himself is the ability to forgive. Forgiveness is something that we like whenever we receive, but it is so hard from us to apply and to grant. We can say it in order for us not to feel rebuked by our conscience. I forgive him or I forgive her, but in reality, I'm still holding grudge. I'm wishing ill to this person. I would be so happy to hear that this person was hurt in any way or actually better if he or she disappears altogether from my life. And we call that I still forgive. In reality, no, not even close. Not only to forgive, but to consider the worthiness, not to consider the worthiness of the recipient when offering love and sacrifice. Sometimes we think twice, should I give this person what he is asking? Should I serve him? Should I grant him his wish? Or I have to judge if he deserves this. It is sad that sometimes this happens on the level of the family, where love should be really, is where we practice it and we live it. We think that my husband is not really worthy of my love. My wife does not deserve that I treat her in a, in a nice or a kind way, because she is not treating me in the nice way. Accordingly, I will deal with her as she deserves. When we say this kind of words, we are very far from this kind of commandment, the new commandment of loving one another. This love also is not dependent on the other changing or conforming to a better state. I will love him whenever he changes, whenever she meets my expectations. Christ, when he loved us, he did not wait for us to change and then offer himself. He loved us while we are sinners. Something else. It's a new kind of love that the world never heard of it. This love also that looks at a stranger as a brother, like the, what the Good Samaritan did. The other for other people, the other person is the unknown, is a threat, is someone who might be like causing me some kind of trouble or irritation. For a Christian person, the stranger is a brother. Yes, of course, we understand the boundaries and limits, all of these. But still, can I look to those people who are coming from outside as strangers and I still deal with them with kindness? Again, saying this does not mean that we lose boundaries or things become chaotic in relationships, but still the ability to deal with those people that we do not know in a kind and nice way. It is this kind of love that St. Paul is reminding us every morning whenever we pray from the Agbeya, saying to us, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. You are called to be Christians. How? When we conduct ourselves with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We hear these words over and over and over bearing with one another. How many times we say this in ourselves or to our friends, I cannot stand this person. I do not want to see him at all. Better him to be away from me. 
Where is bearing with one another here? How can we stand before God when we say we were walking according to the calling, befitting the way that you called us to live by how you loved us yourself? This love is what defeats the spirit of alienation, separation, and division promoted by the devil and sadly spreading today like fire. Everyone is an island and even the social media is allowing this. While people think they are connected, in reality they are disconnected even from the nearest people to them. I am on my phone. I am alienated and no one else can see whom I am. I put a mask and I present myself to the world this way. How can we love people while we are so much separated like this? This love also is the evidence of us enjoying the spirit of resurrection. We celebrate in the 50 days the resurrection of Christ and we chant hymns. Do ourselves enjoy this resurrection? This is what St. John taught us when he said, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren, harboring hatred in our hearts, holding grudges, wishing ill, being irritated with other people. Say one thing, I'm not enjoying the spirit of the resurrection yet. This is something we have to be very careful with. If we are not enjoying the spirit of resurrection here, we cannot enjoy it there at the last day. Through this love only, the world knows that we are Christ's disciples. That's what he said. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is the way we present him. This is how the church wants us to present the Christ to the world. We are loving, peaceful, kind people. Not only to the world outside, but more even to the people around us. It is sad when we see divisions in our homes, in our churches, and then we say we are going to present the Christ in which way, how can we do this? So all of this about the new commandment to love one another according to this scale, this level. So what can we do about this? This commandment would be impossible actually, if it only depends on us humans. What can we do? How can we love anyone like this? So there is some kind of roles that we have to play and also something that's big, like complementing our struggle from God. All what we can do with this is to have the desire. I want to love people this way. And also the preparation, coming to the church and truly trying. I do what I need to be done, regardless of how I feel. I still can serve people, be nice, be kind, never to hurt others, their feelings, not to insult or be in, in enmity with anyone. This is my preparation. But to come to this kind of realization of this unity, this is again the Eucharist. It is the body and blood of Christ. No one ever can love any people like this unless Christ lives in him. And Christ himself present himself through this kind of love. So in order for us to be able to pursue this unity, is three dimensions complemented by the Eucharist. The pursuit of holiness, the pursuit of one faith, and the pursuit of love as Christ loved us. Holiness cannot be attained again except with him giving us this. He is the Holy One. When we are united with him, then we can be holy. 
The one faith is what we say after we finish the sermon. Then we start reciting the creed. We believe in one God. We declare that we all are united in one faith. Unless I am in this faith, I cannot partake of communion. And then this love that we heard from him and we saw through his example. The fulfillment of everything is through the Eucharist. We cannot attain unity except with it. Holiness, the faith, the love, it is only when we partake of his body and his blood and he abides in us and we in him. It is only when his love is poured in our hearts through the sacrament, then we can love one another as he loved us. Maybe someone will tell, Abuna, I have been coming to the church for years, partaking of communion, and I still harbor grudges. Maybe I'm not preparing myself. Maybe I'm accepting this kind of strange plans in my heart. This weeds from the devil, I allow it to be in. I can live with it. Then I am here short in preparation. I do not come to the church truly ready in order for Christ to abide in me and, and, and I in him. We hear this in the liturgy. And I want you today, whenever you, you hear it, that you pray it yourself with the priest. When he says, make us all worthy of our master to partake of your holies and to the purification of our souls, bodies and spirits. So, that we can become one body and one spirit from this is what we say and we hear from the liturgy of the faithful. Let us pray together today for this. That God would cleanse our hearts so we can love others. We can live a holy life. We can have the faith that he taught us in order for us to enjoy the spirit of unity. To God is the glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>